This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. Hello, hello. <laughs> You're listening to the show about nothing, and you also listen to Hudula, who is a very sweet person. We're at K103, uh, Gothenburg Student Radio, and today we're an hour late, and I was almost late myself anyway, because being late is a is a life is a life motto. <laughs> it's a life motto. It's what I do. Today in the studio is the three of us again. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. Yes. Behind the technical staff, as usual, Fatima. Yeah, Hi, yay. Fatima. Happy Hello. New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. Thank you. And uh, to my right, I have the newly operated Marie. True. Hi. She broke up with her appendix just a week ago. Mm. It was time. Yeah, it was time. It was a toxic boy. I mean, boy. you know, he's he's in the the under thirty years and the, yeah, the club. For, yeah. Forbes thirty under thirty. Yeah. My appendix was part of it, but I decided to part ways because I'm, uh, you know, ready for new adventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, approximately five grams lighter now. Woo. Wow! <laughs> How does that feel? Do you feel like you can spread your wings and fly now? Uh, yeah, basically. Um, I'm I'm quite happy. I'm off the drugs <laughs> um, and uh, ready to walk around independently again. So it's been a fast recovery, good on me, and I hope that was the, the rocky start of my year and I can now continue sort of healthier without any surgeries. Yeah, the only way is Like next next year, it's my turn to get into the... <laughs> operation room because last year you had stuff oh, yeah. with the hospital now it's Marie next year it's my turn let's see mm. what I get rid of a child an appendix we'll see <laughs> um, <laughs> getting rid of something um, the, the voice you're hearing now that was Belen of course who is also Hi. the moderator of today's uh, episode we are going to call today's episode Lost in Translation because we are going to talk about all things communication. Because how many times have you found yourself in a complicated situation because some of the people involved failed to communicate effectively? Or how many times have you been hurt by something and been accused of being too sensitive or too cold? How many times have you tried to be assertive and found it too hard or have come across as aggressive? Holler. Holler. <laughs> I can think of a million situations which could have been solved with much more easily. No, I can't read apparently this mm-hmm. new year. <laughs> I'm reading. I'm fake. All right. Uh, so many situations could have been solved much more easily uh, if we had communicated uh, in a better way or we had managed to explain ourselves better or in a different way. So today we're going to delve in the murky waters of uh, miscommunication, misunderstandings and my personal favorite, unnecessary drama, which is at the basis of every movie that you love 
people not saying the things they had to say at the right time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be any literature. There wouldn't be any dra- drama as in plays. So boring there, if everybody just understood each other perfectly. Exactly, exactly. Sounds Where like... would humanity be? Yeah. We would be too advanced for this world. Oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, but first, we are going to hear a very dramatic song that I've had in my head since I listened to it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, about being very bitter about a relationship ending. There were probably things left unsaid and things lost in translation. The song is Kill Bill by Caesar. And here we go. Yeah, that was Caesar with Kill Bill. A very Wiggle chill song. Big toe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very chill song. I'd rather be in jail than alone. We can, don't we all? We'll mm. talk. I think we're gonna bring this phrase up. Later. I like. I, I mean, I I relate to. I'm it. obsessed with this mm. song. I don't relate, but I find it hilarious mm. in a way. Like she's gone completely crazy. Well, you know, you don't have to cook and anything. Uh, like in prison. Yeah, sometimes I, unless you're like are supposedly very luxurious and comfortable. They say. Yes, they I say. haven't visited, so Me thankfully. <laughs> it's but one of these rumors. Yeah. Or so I've heard. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm really overwhelmed, I've had this thought, maybe I should just get myself in jail. Actually, I want to tell this short uh, side note story. I was drinking a beer the other day in the pub and like we randomly, you know, started talking with a guy at the neighbor table mm-hmm. and he had prison experience. Um, but as it's not like an attractive thing to kind of talk about in public that you've been, you know, in prison and so on, because you probably also did something that got you there. Uh, he was saying um, that like he he met a good friend like in his favorite pub and I was like oh is it this pub where we were meeting and he's like no no it's another pub and I'm like oh but like which one and he's like oh just you know like one of these very big pubs so then Igor told me Marie stop it <laughs> stop pushing stop pushing <laughs> Marie um, I just I, I just thought about something when you said prison and it's just a li- I want to make a quick shout out to David who uh, uh, Lilia Lilia Christ or Lilian Christ Lilia Christ who was a guest of our show, uh, the one called Exit Drugs. He is now three years sober. So shout out to you, David. Nice. Yes. yes. Good I was on you. Good on you. And uh, yeah, lovely to have you back at some point. But for now, Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> and back to communication failure. And just a little reminder, we are the show about nothing. We are Fatima, Marie and Belen. Whip, whip. And we are in K103, Gothenburg Student Radio. And we're going to continue talking about communication, communication styles, communication problems, the very essence of being alive and being capable of talking. Mm -hmm. And now I really wanted to talk about how it feels to be emotional in a rational world. Because Mm -hmm. this is like one of the things that I have to struggle the most with in my day-to-day life. Um, I would say that we are three emotional women sitting here around the table, are we not? We're yeah. like three emotional beings and independent like that's not we just we're not just emotional because we're women. Like that's always something I feel like I want to like uh underline because there's a tendency of people to like sort of assume that women are more emotional, which I think is not correct by default. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you mean? We're hysterical. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. I don't we know. also have very strong cancer placements in our charts, so like we that's more that's more accurate than our um, gender I'd say just just the, the, the crab going around in, a, in our birth chart going sideways yeah 
but I was really like I, I had also the same reflection as you Marie about just it just being like a very patriarchal kind of thing mm. and I, I had this little reflection probably someone has written or talked about it in a much smarter way than I have thought about it but uh, it's like science is the only truth now so you can the only thing that's valued or the thing that's valued the most or the way to see life that is valued the most is this scientific positivism like there yeah. there are unbreakable rules and this is what logic says and uh, mm. this is good and this is bad and this is true and this is false like this very like uh, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting I, the table because I'm annoying. And <laughs> um, I think it also takes expression in in um, like um, on my Instagram feed at least. There's a lot of uh, uh, apparently my the system thinks I have ADHD, so I'm getting a lot of this is like ADHD <laughs> behavior. <laughs> uh, and uh, um, also like uh, they think I don't sleep, etc., etc. And the approaches all all approaches for getting rid of it is like super like the recommendation of schedules this has proven that it worked da, da, da. if you like you need to follow mm. a certain rhythm pattern um, mm. a, a very rational approach to possibly dealing with emotion mm. uh, because I mean if you don't sleep I mean it can, you can have several reasons but like lack of sleep lack of concentration lack of whatever uh, in my uh, prejudiced mind at least and in my own experience is very much based in fr- f- uh, it comes from uh, an emotional part of my inner self sort mm. of uh, yeah. yeah just a just a thought I had yeah. just now <laughs> <laughs> you know but it's also like it's sometimes you're made to rationalize your emotions because we live in this in this world in which scientific positivism is what rules everything. So you have to take a very irrational emotion mm. and you have to try and translate it into something that makes sense. Yeah. And I always get very frustrated with this because I, I always think that um, they don't have to... What you feel is what you feel and what you think is what you think. Yeah. They're not... They, yeah. You're like a walking contradiction all the yeah. time. You're like, Exactly, but da, da, there's, da, da, da. there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I feel people are very different, but there is a tendency to sort of like, you know, if you have a problem or you, you feel bad because of something, there, there's this tendency to like kind of always dig for the reason with like all these, you know, questions like, what is it? Why? Uh, what can be done to change it? And sometimes there's just not a factual sort of like reason for it. It's just, you know, maybe it's a gut feeling or mm. something that's like, you know, more complex than just like one reason. Mm. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Um, so um, I, I used to... Well, I've talked about Nico before, my my ex. We had uh, we talked a lot, and I remember we would always end up in this. It's like after having a discussion about emotions and you know relationship stuff or whatever, we would end up asking the question like, "What is it that you really want?" Because you end up like you're we're talking about things surrounding mm-hmm. the need that actually is in the core, like the core. I'll try to give you an example. Imagine I feel. Mm, I feel uh, alone, like I haven't felt um, 
I, like my feeling is I'm feeling alone. But then I get pissed that he is. I'm angry because he is um, sitting in the other room working in front of the computer. Just mm-hmm. like for example, uh, I'm just making something up. But still, then we would have. And then I could be like, Hey, why are you sitting over there? Why aren't you being productive? Or why aren't you being productive here with me? Or why aren't you doing this? Or instead of. And in the end, you just like come and get to the point where you're like, Oh, you know what? Actually, I just want. I'm. I'm feeling lonely and I just want want something mm. yeah you know I don't know yeah and I also like um it, to pick up on what Marie said before about the sexism and all of this because uh, automatically being emotional or having this very emotional reaction to something is it's put on the side because it's just associated with being a fair quality femininity Yes, yeah. exactly. So, and we're like forced out of science, forced out of rationale, and we're only allowed to, to, to deal with emotions. Therefore, emotions are lesser than mm. rationale. I really do feel mm. like this, and I really. But, however, I was also thinking about anger, like wrath, like this kind of like you know how men get angry and they kick the walls or they hit their heads with something. That is somehow more accepted, or like getting really angry because your football team lost, and then going yeah. around and vandalizing people will be like, "Oh, boys will be boys." But then again, if you're trying to tell someone, you know, this thing that you did, like it, it, it hurt me, <laughs> and they're like, "You're being such a dramatic person right now. Like, But why don't you yeah. go take a walk under the sun? Yeah, smile a little." You'll feel better. I feel like, like, oh, fucking hate that sentence. Oh, <laughs> you just made me angry. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking about popular culture. Uh, just like a quick thing before uh, before a song, but like uh, movies and stuff. If you have like a, wo- a woman who's like on top of the world, like in, a working woman who's like a career, a career woman, a stereotypical. Symbol. Yeah. Then she will always be super stern. And very bitchy to her colleagues, and that's mm-hmm. like the only way she could ac- actually be like a Survive boss. Survive in a man's world. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Behaving like an asshole man. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, but I feel like I'm. I'm just. I feel like I've seen recently like newer shows are trying to um, diversify. The, mm-hmm. the, Do you know why that is? Well, it's there's more fashion. women in the writing room. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So they don't assume stuff yeah. mm. we have gatekeepers now that like you know mm-hmm. get the stories in yeah. but it, i was also wanted to say that it also affects the guys this emotional this is the di- di- mm-hmm. division you know um yeah with, with obviously like the whole they are not allowed to have emotions and we are denied mm. because we have too much emotion like, yeah but i'm really like but we've i've said this before when we talked about something uh, at the hospital Like that, women are taken less seriously mm. uh, because mm. you know they're just being emotional. Yeah, exactly. Mm. This is oh, it's probably just period pains. Oh my oh, god! I have something pains. about oh, this, duh. but let's dive in it maybe after some music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was thinking we'd listen to Frankie Rose, and the song is called Anything. Hello again. We are the show about nothing, also known as Tsan or Tsan. Tsan 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 And we are as usual in K103, Gotham Student Radio, and we are Fatima, Marie, and me, 
Belen. We True. were talking about how sometimes emotions and being rational are pit against each other and how that can be very frustrating when you're trying to communicate something because you can't and it can be very frustrating in trying to build a relationship makes for the best romantic comedies makes for the best romantic comedies oh my god there is one comment one rom-com like a classic one that's coming out now in february with reese witherspoon and ashton kutcher oh really uh, ooh, uh, uh. i was i really wanted to watch just married the other day oh i wonder why <laughs> <laughs> What? Why? Just no, married. because you're just married. No, because I w- what's her name? Brittany Murphy and um, Ashton Kutcher. Sure, the one, the girl who, who the, the actress who died. <laughs> It's a really good drama. Oh, I've not seen it. It's an older movie. Okay, mm-hmm. I might take a look tonight. Not not my genre of movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's no, definitely I, my I mean, genre I, movie. Yeah, and I knew I was gonna cry. like I saw it. And I was like, oh my god, I want to see this because it's such a good movie. But then, and it's very much miscommunication. But it's also drama and a little bit of fun because they're like funny. So I rec- I do recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, and also I t- tend to watch it because of her. She's no longer like with us or whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know who's died recently. No, she, it, she didn't die recently. It was some years ago. Oh, okay. Anyway, I can take up a photo. You see, oh. <laughs> let's go to attachment styles. Yes, I really wanted to talk about attachment styles because I've been really uh, reflecting on this. My roommate also going through an attachment styles phase, and then it's yeah, it's a little bit. You know how you hear about a topic for the first time, and then it's everywhere, and like mm. everyone's into it. Uh, Fatima's just showing us like an actress. Uh, I, I don't. I've not seen this person in my yes, entire life. Yes, if I do like this, you maybe recognize her. Oh, maybe, but very ba- vaguely. No, I don't know that. Oh, wow. No, from my yeah. side. But attachment <laughs> styles was your word. Yeah. So, so the basis behind this is that the way that uh, your emotions have been treated and handled during your lifetime, starting starting off with your childhood how your parents treat you Mm. how your parents when you're angry or when you start crying this something as simple as saying to a kid oh don't cry this like this is not enough for crying stop crying now if you don't stop crying now you'll probably (laughs) stop dude uh, (laughs) no i just want to show you this mobile but it's distracting oh oh multitasking you know i'm sitting here maybe you do have (laughs) ADHD. Sorry, guys. Okay. Good lord. Uh, I just out your commentary. Fatima has been showing pictures of like the actors <laughs> from the movie she was just talking about, trying us to get to sort of maybe. Yeah, I was gonna, I was done, but then I saw the actual poster <laughs> of the movie she's gonna watch, so I just want to show I her really which movie it was. I really like the hair of the person, but I still didn't recognize her. <laughs> anyway, she's that. dead. But like, let's <laughs> just move on. Let's move on. Rest in peace, Brittany Murphy. I'm just sad. Nobody knows her. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I know you all people listening out there know who Brittany Murphy is. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. But yeah, basically how you're being treated as you're growing up, as you're forming your your personality and the way that you relate to other people, then that's very formative. And it really shapes how later in life you're going to you're going to behave it's going to really have a, an effect on on your teenage years and it's really going to have to, mostly i know everyone is probably thinking about getting coupled up and how you you're really going to have to 
you're really going to behave and maybe your behavior is going to make the other person want to run away or something. Have you ever um, like babysit a kid and then when they hurt themselves, you sort of like, you know, you basically can control how much they will cry by your reaction to their injury. Mm. So like when the kid hurts themselves, you, you can like be, oh my God, no, poor you. And they will be like, you know, ah, I have attention. I have confirmation to cry. Crying is okay now. Or if you just like sort of, you know, just say like, oh, it's all right. You know, it's not so bad. They might, if it's actually not such a super bad injury, mm. they might just behave differently because they were like reinforced by your behavior or like they were mm. given permission to cry. And yeah. I wonder if that's like different yeah. based on the gender and so oh, on. Oh, yeah. No, I just oh. imagine babies going like, ah, and then they look up at their parent making, noticing that they're not looking and then they're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Manipulative <laughs> worms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I've, cried throughout my child i cry a lot because that's sort of how i process emotion and uh my dad fucking hates that so now sometimes i can't talk to my dad because i know i'm gonna cry and then he's gonna get angrier at me i'm having a <laughs> like a, a cultural issue with with this um when because i've been in morocco a lot recently since my husband is moroccan and stuff and i noticed that they're the way they're talking about crying is like oh stop crying like you said like the stop crying thing and i'm like but it's fine crying is okay they're just expressing emotions and then it will get it will be over like i'm trying to have this conversation because obviously i'm right you know? <laughs> <laughs> no but like it's it's an interesting conversation to have the way the way yeah. one views you know emotions. There, there are these things that my mom really likes to give to people she's a pedagogist so she's a lot into this kind of things and when people have children that are like one two years old she really likes to give them as a gift an emotionary so it's a, basically a book in which you uh, have one emotion with each letter of the alphabet so you help the kid to like give a name to the emotions that the kid is feeling and then they know oh there is this thing that's called anger with a b and uh, there's this thing that's called boredom there's this thing that's called uh some emotion with c critical madness remember this thing what? yeah but do you know what that woman is super turfy now i didn't know no. cancelled Oh, okay. what's turfy? Is that turfy? Kind of, mm, it's the it's like being on the wrong turf or something. No, <laughs> yes, but no. A, a turf is a trans exclusionary radical feminist. The, oh, the okay. feminists that don't think trans women are women. Anyway, like the author, of, like uh, J.K. Yeah. Rowling, the J.K. Rowling, yeah, type of uh, that problem. <laughs> that botch. I don't want to call her names because I'm still a proper feminist, but I really want to call her names because she sucks. Uh, he, she broke my heart, and as far as I'm aware, Harry Potter was found in a cave, and it's anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you know the the types of attachment styles? Have you ever like tried to reflect it or reflect on what's your attachment I style? I have reflected on it. No, I have. A, I definitely we do. I've done so many things. Yeah, so many tests. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I've never actually. I, I mean, don't. I've done yeah, it like that's with probably my because partner. you have a secure attachment. <laughs> I, I've always. Um, 
No, I don't. Please give me enlighten me, and I'll be like yeah. remember exactly. Clear my confusion. Like, yeah. yeah, there are like four types. What a nice sentence! Clear my confusion. Confusion. That was really nice. <laughs> Clear my confusion. Oh. You can make it more like. Can you? Do you mind? Oh, anyway, <laughs> abstinence uh, <laughs> confusion is like abstinence. <laughs> um. Uh, so the four types are anxious, avoidant, disorganized, and secure. So the one that you want to have is secure. What? Like the one in which you know that however you are, you're still loved. And if you're a bit of a shit in a day, it's going to be okay. You don't have to like put that much pressure on yourself. Like people are not going to just turn around and abandon you. Mm. you know? Yeah, that, that sounds like, a bit like me. You're, <laughs> like, you're loved even if you don't perform <laughs> like those kind of things as well. Yeah, no, you're just, just like inherent in knowing that confident. you have value. Exactly, mm. you're confident that your feelings are validated, that mm. you have the right to feel that way, that you have the right to act a certain way. And if you say sorry and if you don't do it ever again, the conflict will get solved, like this kind of thing. Like, mm. you know you're loved, you never doubt it. If someone says, I love you, you're like, yes, I... And you have your reasons to believe them, then you know. Mm. And that's probably because you've been given space as a child. You've been mm, allowed to express yourself. You've been, I don't know, you've grown up properly, I guess. In a nurturing <laughs> In a nurturing way, um, yeah. But uh, I wouldn't, like, because I don't have that attachment style at all. Mm. So I... Um, and I, I mean, would say things I'm, affect these things, Yeah, right? there's many things, I guess. Because then uh, there's the anxious attachment style that's the one in which you are constantly stressed that people are just going to get tired of you and leave you mm. and I don't mean only with like uh, romantic relationships mm. but anyone like in friendships your parents so this is like the whole thing where you really think that you have to perform condition you, based like yeah mm. very condition based and you really like need to always be the best and uh, give the other person your everything and always like and you tend to every time they for whatever reason are like not available for you you think that's it they're gone they mm. don't want to see mm. me anymore like uh, I did this wrong and now they really don't want to do anything with me anymore and it I turns see. out that they uh, they're just like they fell asleep yeah, I see that. I off. see that with the babies. I I heard someone talked about talk about this and like how babies. You see that in babies early on. Like if you leave a baby in a room and and they're crying because they're alone, or mm. if they're like confident and playing, knowing that their parents gonna come back. Like they're always there for them or something mm. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I think visual. I think that's how they they came up with this theory of the attachment size. Mm. Now you you've enlightened something in my head mm. because I think they did it with children mm. like depending on how the child would react to the mother leaving then yeah 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 and i just very much when you were talking i just saw it in front of me you like oh babies, babies, babies. <laughs> oh. Mm. then we have the avoidant one uh this one is in the one where you basically i think i would describe it as shutting down your emotions so in this baby example it would be like oh the the mother left and then the kids just a apathic, yeah. Or like yeah. when when the mother comes back, the kid's like mm, whatever, and mm. like ignores mm. the mother or the father, depending who is coming back. I then. don't need you. Yeah, exactly. This whole thing, like whenever someone tries to tries to like come closer to you, just 
run away because you maybe because you have trust issues you have commitment issues mm-hmm. you really you cannot making yourself vulnerable is something that's very difficult mm-hmm. being vulnerable is hard very mm-hmm. because i think it's also that a great weapon if you're able to 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 be it Yeah, I think then in the right circumstances, like I mean, it, it takes. What balls do you mean? You just like weapon in what way? <laughs> just no, no. Like, I feel like mm. people are always avoiding to be vulnerable because it feels like you, you know, you turn you inside out, and it, it's like dangerous for you because you might mm. be super disappointed by the others abusing that. Mm. But I think it's not always going to be abused. So sometimes yeah, yeah. actually showing vulnerability is super strong, and it's going to get you places. So Definitely. that's what I mean. Definitely. As it can also be a weapon. Yeah, it's you a strength. Dare. It's a strength yeah. to be vulnerable. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. And it sounds like I think like it's brave to be vulnerable because when you are uh, deciding to be like, then you may be, you're doing it in the knowledge that it might also kind of like backfire, but you're okay with this because you're strong enough maybe. I don't mm. know. Then like you have the self-love. Yeah, you may be just really confident. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds kind of like I sick, feel because I feel like it. I, like I relate to in some some points. I can be super emotional or like vulnerable and knowing that myself. And other times, I feel really avoidant. Mm. Like I, I, I feel. Then you, you know, know what you are. You're what? probably disorganized. No, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's the one. Like with the baby example, for it would be like a baby that when the mom leaves or when the parent leaves, the baby cries and cries and cries to a point that the the parent comes back to try and like, okay, this this person is like really distressed. I should be with them even though I'm like busy somewhere else. And then when they come back, like, huh? And then they start playing with their games. Like, no, I don't need you. Like this mm-hmm. whole of pull and push and uh, it just puts so much like it points out again so much responsibility you have as a parent like mm-hmm. such a scary task to take on mm-hmm. yeah um, let's leave this question in the air like it's really easy to fuck up a child so please do you really think you can be a parent just give it a thought can anyone really be like no perfect N- exactly exactly I, I guess someone has to if we want the human race to keep on going but mm, think about it like uh, for a while let's be trifling Zach Fox trifling <laughs> we just had such a good check, uh, chat, not check, that we uh, forgot to go back to the mics. Yeah, like who needs them? We just, we, you know, hanging out with us is just like being in a constant podcast because we talk so much. Yeah, <laughs> let's shut up a little bit. We're back. We're at the show about nothing. Um, you're listening to K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. We just talked about attachment styles and we got yeah. really into discussion while we were listening to music here. So no. the, the, the best discussions in radio always happen off air. Have you noticed? Yeah. Mm. And you try oh, well. to like reproduce it for the audience, but you never really fully mm-hmm. manage. But we also realized we're a bit giggly, which might be because it's a weekend after all. Oh no, mm. I'm only a giggly because I'm quite tired to be honest. Yeah, holler sister. 
you know this this weird um, uh, work no but the the work schedules that are not like office hours are always like so weird Mm. because when everyone's resting you're normally working and then you get to the the fun bit and everyone's had like a day of resting and you're like (laughs) yeah and then you have like one alcoholic (laughs) beverage and you're like super drunk all of a sudden staying alive staying alive so Back to the topic yeah. yep. of communicating. So what's what's what did you say your attachment style was? What do you think? Um, the anxious. Uh, the anxious one, yeah. Extremely anxious. Yeah. Very anxious. That must be really hard to deal I, with. I fucking hate it. You know, with the amount of energy that I have to put into mm, convincing myself that everything is fine, mm. that... Because then it, something that the that you do sometimes is that you look for confirmation of the thing that you've always known, so of people leaving. Yeah. So then many anxious people tend that tend to go after avoiding people. So then it gets confirmed over and over yeah. that people get yeah. tired of them yeah, and they yeah. leave. And then you like get yeah more anxious That's and more anxious and more anxious. I always found very um confusing how like people sort of you know should find the opposite of what they you know like mm. i just like wh- why do people that have been i don't know abused in their family often fall for like uh, other abusers because it's like sort of a familiar thing and that's it, maybe yeah. like a bit different thing but like it's like I a very, found it very it's a very twisted comfort zone you know it's yeah. your comfort zone because it's the only thing you know. Mm. So anything outside of it feels very scary. But that's like uh, I, that's an interesting I conversation because I, I I see a psychologist. Yes, psychologist, and um, I tend to I, I I'm often scared that I'm sad because I know sadness sort of. That is just like that thought exactly. Like, am I just? sad because it feels comforting but hurting at the same time because you're you know when you're like do you know what i mean though? Yeah, yeah i think i think so that twisted like am i really that sad do i deserve to to say that i'm sad yeah how, how sad is this? yeah 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 i mean oh, well yeah whatever i'm communicating i'm, 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 I'm gonna... feeling good though like don't worry about me that's yeah cool. i don't have to don't be anxious you. then <laughs> <laughs> don't you worry about a thing yeah no i think there's a something that i really link to uh to attachment styles and that would be your love languages like how do you show people that you care about them and mm. how do you and because there's there's two things how you show love and how people need to receive the love mm. and i think this is even like more important than your attachment styles because My love if your language is physical touch mine is as it? well but mine i'm also, I, like um, i think i can do both yeah, I think like the the most sort of natural one for me is physical like yeah. physical touch and I think I I would you know like to receive that as well but I am receiving acts of service. Mm. Mm. But in I think my relationship. Yeah. So. Mm. Wait, you'd like to receive physical touch but you're more uh, receiving acts of service. Yeah. Did mm. you hear that? You got that down? <laughs> All right. Yeah. This oh, is No, hello. I think I want more acts of service yeah. than I give myself. Yeah. Mm. 
Oh. I'm also really comfortable receiving acts of service. It's like yeah. <laughs> pretty good mm-hmm. life. <laughs> yeah, but I know that I can like when when uh, for example if I'm sad or like I'm le- someone's leaving like we're parting ways like you when you're going to Spain or you go- when you're going to Germany I want to- I'm going to express my affections for you through a very warm hug like f- the feeling of love and missing that mm-hmm. I'm going to have for mm-hmm. you guys is mm. going to be like expressed through a hug. I won't necessarily say it mm. to you that mm. much. Yep. It will be like, I'll miss you. But the the actual mm. expression is the physical mm. one in that case. Yeah, I, uh, I've i really, I used to be much more into physical touch, but I've really dropped it since I moved to Sweden. Because mm. <laughs> uh, I, mean. I guess because I also moved to Norland and there people are even more um, detached. So yeah, it's really true. like I remember when I started learning how to say hello to sweets, which this very like detached hug, mm. in yeah, which like there's the you, the like air between people, but you're hugging them, but you're not actually touching oh, I them hate properly. Those hugs. Oh. That like when that started happening, it's like oh oh okay 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 okay. I have to like really reconfigure yeah. <laughs> everything. I am like a little <laughs> pat on the back, half hug with one arm. Oh. Oh. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Rather not just hug then. Then I but like to check. Just for the people out there, that's the first time that I've heard about love languages. There are, uh, I don't know, described. I haven't actually. I only check like the first page that I find when I Google. So mm. this is not just always. Never take it too seriously. But what I have found in the interwebs is that the five types of love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, gift giving, quality time, and physical touch. Hmm. I am a uh, 100% quality time. Like, that's my... I really... If I really like you, then I want to be with you all the time. Mm. It's kind of like... Because I, I want more from you. I want to give you more and mm. I want to get more from you. It's like you're always hungry for more, 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 mm. more. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I really, to that too. Quality time, I think, is the best. Just doing something that, to, that a group of people really enjoy together... And spending time together, and mm. and not necessarily doing anything. Yeah, the, just big, being, being, mm. being present, listening, being in the moment with the other person. I think that's the nicest thing. Mm. And uh, I also I have realized that I need a lot of words of affirmation. Because yeah. and I really do think that growing up, my parents do not have this sort of language at all, at all. Mm. There, the, you have to know. You have to know how they're feeling. They they would express it with acts of service. They would express it maybe with physical touch. Not that much quality time maybe, but no words of affirmation whatsoever. Mm. And it that's like a pattern in my family. And I and I realized I really need it. I it's part of like them the anxious attachment also really wants a lot of confirmation and a lot of like hand in on the back like it's okay you're fine this is not a big deal I also say sorry a bazillion times mm. and then it's like you're looking for that person that's like you're fine it's okay mm. we're good mm. moving on like do you and your because you have a brother yeah do you guys uh, how do you guys express your love for each other he doesn't it is we don't we don't I I hug him sometimes like we're not together very often but he's not he doesn't express any feeling my brother is very shut down right. at least with us in the family mm-hmm. and course, I am yeah. um, I'm I kind of uh, force hugging 
because with my family in Spain, I'm more physical and more touchy. Mm-hmm. It is uh, this is something that I also link to speaking English or speaking Spanish. Like mm-hmm. in my Spanish, I'm much, much closer and everything. But yeah, it's it's worth uh, thinking about this. I think because sometimes you're trying to show someone that you love them and how much you appreciate them but they are just not getting it because that's not their love language so I think mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting to try and figure out yeah, wh- how the other person needs to uh, receive love which is also an indirect to you yeah <laughs> I think keep keep being actually understanding yeah that people are doesn't, different it doesn't matter how much gifts you give if the other person just needs uh, quality uh-huh. time yeah, yeah you know yeah Yeah. <laughs> What do we need now? Uh, we need music, and we're gonna listen to. I can't decide. I'm gonna do "Corner of My Eye," the Lemon Twigs. Here you go. Yay! I've got a wonderful feeling. Wow! And with these beautiful last uh, sounds of the cozy guitar vibes, we're back in the studio. This is the show about nothing, and we've been talking about love languages. Uh, latest. Do you think musicians are like ex- expressing uh, attachment yeah. expression? The one that you talked about, like I want to oh. see you more, like in write it yeah. in a song. Yeah, this is actually something that I've noticed. People tend to don't listen to the lyrics so much. Mm. I always listen to the lyrics. If I ever send you a song, mm. if It's I ever lyrics. say, <laughs> it is listen a to it because <laughs> I am I am telling you something, mm. and it's in the song. It's never a, a feeling. It's always a, a a feeling that's been processed into phrases that are expressed in the song. Mm. I was I'm also like a very like uh, a woman of my time, and uh, uh, when I was younger. On MSN, you would always oh, put baby. like lyrics, lyrics of a song on your. N- we called it Nick, like your your your, your state, n- yeah. your name, mm-hmm. and people would be like, "Who's that song for?" Nobody. It's just a song. And then you were hoping that someone would get the indirect, but it never really worked. But I was still, I still do it because sometimes I need to like <laughs> let it out, and if someone wants to pick it up, then uh, so be it. But um, we are getting close to the end of this uh, show this tonight. Show, yeah. yeah. And have uh, we learned anything? I don't know, but I think it's really good to reflect how you say things, mm. how how we are expecting things from other people without having made our wishes clear. How. Many, many, there are many things. Sometimes you really think you're in the right, and you really think that you did everything properly, and that you express yourself properly. And then the person that you have been trying to reach and you have been trying to talk to has no no clue mm. about this. Like there's so many times you have a conversation and you feel like you're talking on different levels. Like yeah. now mm. I'm talking about emotion. Now I actually want you just to help yeah. me, and now I just want you to understand. Like, but yeah. you can still. Like I can communicate in the same way. I can say the same things, but have very different yeah. um, needs or out- outcomes, desired outcomes. Yeah, yeah I and think like, like often we also don't even know ourselves. Like yeah. we might be in a fight, but we don't know why. why. Yeah, and like once you're like in it, it just carries on because mm-hmm. like people get. Uh, offensive and defensive and provocative mm-hmm. and all of this but mm-hmm. like it just 
goes very far away from the actual cause. Yeah. Of it. You know, I I have the sentence that I I heard and used a lot, and I don't remember who. Actually, yeah, I think I think it, it doesn't matter who said it. It is um, uh, I like to to after fight say I love fighting with you because it makes me understand and know you better mm-hmm. because you you get like um like and it sort of takes the edge off fighting because fighting in the end is you expressing some sort of feeling or like issue it's or worth I really fight don't know how to fight okay I, I I shut down regularly fight and I actually like almost you know enjoy it a little bit because yeah it's sometimes very it's very nice yeah mm. yeah I am really good at argumenting I think and good at being like if it's a rational thing if it's then in and I know I'm right Mm. Because I have the facts on my hands, then I'm very fine with fighting. But if it's a feeling thing, uh, I don't know how to do it. Mm. I I take everything in. I become a sponge. So I wanted to see we're all different, even in this room. Yeah, you know. But I wanted to leave you with a phrase that I hate, and I really think it's the opposite of what I stand for, which is <laughs> once I have said something, it is not my problem if you take it the wrong way. Uh, it's a shitty sentence. So if you've ever said this, run to a psychologist because uh, you're probably you probably have a narcissistic problem, and, uh, <laughs> but to a point where it's starting to affect your life and your and your relationships with other people. I'm just saying this is the least empathetic thing, and I really hate that empathy mm. is so underrated because I think if the humans the humans if humans were a little bit more empathetic I think everything would be a little bit easier it's like the sentence I'm sorry that uh, you're feeling this way it's also like it's also like what what What? (laughs) it's it's just like I'm yeah yeah, you're not sorry you're not sorry for shit when you say that no I'm sorry if I hurt you yeah what? what? <laughs> I'm telling you, you hurt me, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I hurt you. Like anyway, yeah. just that. Like every time you say something, there's another pe- person receiving it. So think about it because you don't really want to go around town hurting people. Yeah. That's all from us. Thanks for tuning about in. Nothing. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on the socials. Show about nothing underscore K103. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned. <laughs>